right, hey guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for checking us out. Uh, you are listening to us on either SoundCloud or iTunes, so we appreciate that. Uh, thanks for being with us once again, uh, welcoming us into your homes, uh, your cars, your earbuds, uh, your speaker, computer speaker things, all that good stuff. Uh, we are LOTL. Uh, I am here with uh, Jordan. Yo. What's up? What's up? Here with uh, Jimmy uh, via uh, two by two inch audio cube. <laughs> Hello. Hey. And uh, we also have our good buddy Steven who's back with us again this week. What's up, Steve? Hey, guys. So, how's everybody's week this week? What's going on? What's new? What's what's the haps? I'm digging this 87 degree weather we were having until about 6 p.m. tonight <laughs> when it randomly got cold. Wait, you actually like the really hot weather? Ah, uh, awesome. Because I, I like hot weather, but I'm ready for cool weather. Now. B.S. Right now is perfect. Yeah, I'm ready for cool weather now. Jimmy, what do you think? Weather. Dan, Good. you know how I feel. I'm all about the cold. That's right. Get those flannels out. Oh, uh, it's flannel season. That's right. I'm shocked. I'm outnumbered. Cue here. up the JT. Speaking of JT, he was at the queue again last oh, night. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And I didn't go. Very disappointed in myself. Uh, so, anyway, let's get this uh, train rolling on the tracks. Why don't we? Uh, so, apparently nothing cool has happened in our weeks. Uh, well, uh, I got tickets to Game Three. Oh yeah, day, we can get into that in a little and bit. I was really excited until I learned it's a one thirty start, which is stupid. Yeah, we just found that out. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about that later. Because of the bankies, national media obviously I, doesn't I, I, feel I just, too highly about our teams. This here. is uh, this is why everybody hates teams like the Yankees and the Red Sox yeah. so much. It's not even it's not even that they won so many. Things. It's not even their fault, but well, it is, but well. It's the it's the uh, it's it's the TV networks that have contracts. That, but that's I mean you have the two defending AL champs and then you have the World Series champs. You <coughs> have to give them a better slot than that. You can't do one third. That is who who can just take off? Not everyone can just take off their. And then and here's the thing: we bought the tickets not even knowing the date, the, the start time. Yeah. Because we didn't think they'd screw us that bad. We thought they would give us a decent like four o'clock or five o'clock. Right. I can't. I, honestly, I can't believe it. I I. I I'm just on. I'm just Jimmy, if you're not aware, they just announced the start time for Game Three of the ALDS, and it's at 1:30 on Monday. That's like the worst time to do it. <laughs> yeah, especially for Jordan because he bought tickets, uh, and now has to try and take a half day off of work so he can go. Well, and, and they already said I can have a half day, but that's not the point. Like, yeah. Right. Also, Teresa can't go because she would. She just starts a new job literally that Monday. And what, is she going to call off on her first day? Obviously not. I would. I I can't believe it. I honestly can't believe it. Uh, So, uh, if you guys haven't noticed, Jordan's in a great mood right now. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we've got our Beer of the Week rolling. Uh, It's a reoccurring one. When we had about a month ago now, uh, I still had one in my fridge. Market Garden's Old Zom Oktoberfest. Yeah. Really good beer. Uh, definitely suggest checking it out. So that's what we're drinking right now. It's definitely one of the better uh, Oktoberfests uh, Oktoberfest yeah. from the local beers. Yeah. I've had a couple others. Uh, this 
these last few weeks that have been really good too. Uh, but this is definitely right up there for sure. Um, so also, guys, uh, keep checking out our website, uh, lotlpodcast.com. Uh, we've got a new hangout of the week, uh, which we're going to talk about a little bit later. Uh, it's another uh, new brewery for the group here, so we'll be uh, going over that. That's right. And uh, look, looking for some picture submissions for our picture of the week. Um, you know, if you guys have any cool pictures of the city, uh, of you with friends doing stuff in the city, uh, just, you know, anything about Cleveland. Send it to us, and we will feature it on our website. So today, guys, just some of the things we're going to get into. Uh, we've got our poll of the week and our top five of the week, which we will get into. Some pretty um, interesting and obscure topics, because we like to keep people on their toes here on LOTL. And then uh, we're going to focus a lot of our time talking about the Indians and the Astros, yeah. since... Uh, we have kind of a unique uh, aspect towards this series. You know, we're a Cleveland-based podcast, but one of our co-hosts uh, is from Houston. So Jordan oh, yeah. is an Astros fan, as pretty much everybody knows by now. So we'll get into that. We'll dissect that. Um, uh, we've got our buddy Steve on tonight uh, because he posted his predictions on Facebook today, and I thought he'd be an interesting, uh, interesting take on uh, – all things MLB playoffs. So we'll get into that. Uh, we will also uh, briefly review the Browns' loss last week in Oakland because I don't really want to talk about it anymore. Um, we'll look forward to the big uh, divisional showdown with the Ravens, uh, the implications of that game, positive and negative. Um, there could be a lot of lot of uh, change in the wind if the Browns lose this game and if they lose it by embarrassing fashion. So, and on the other hand, if they win it, if they win it, then huge. they're right in the thick of the uh, divisional race. So, um, so it's a pretty big game on Sunday. Uh, most years, a game against Baltimore, you're thinking uh, we're going to get slaughtered. Uh, there's nothing to it. Doesn't matter. But there's actually a lot riding on this game. So we will also uh, beginning getting into a couple of reviews. Uh, actually, just one review, like we talked about earlier, a new brewery um, that Jordan was able to go to last night. Uh, we're also going to talk a little bit about a uh, barrio-ish taco joint that's going to be opening up on the east side. And then Jordan's got some uh, events and uh, event. Well, yeah, I guess there's there's a couple festivals in there. Events, yeah. So event and festival uh, previews coming up. Some pretty cool ones that you guys are going to want to uh, listen for. And uh, yeah, we'll get into it. So let's get into it right now. Um, let's, what do you want to do first? Let's do... Um, top five? Let's do our top five. Yeah. Right. It's kind of a fun topic that goes along with... This was your idea, Jordan. So why don't you... Season. Yeah, why don't you, uh, why don't you, why don't you uh, unveil it? Yeah, so since things are so spooky right now... I decided to spooky. go with that. <laughs> Ooh, so spooky. Uh, we decided to do the top five best movie monsters. So I was like, um, when, when when he first brought this up, I was like, uh, what? <laughs> but, like, then, I but then I I know. <laughs> but then monsters. I thought about it for like thirty seconds, and I'm like, wow, this is actually kind of easy to come up with mine. But well, not so spoiler alert. One of mine actually isn't from a movie. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. Well, you saw it, but... Yeah, I saw it already, yeah. Steve hasn't seen it yet. Technically, he'd be a monster, but not a movie monster. Yes, 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 yes. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Jimmy, did you come up with your five? Yes, I did. 
You want to go first? I do not. I want to hear what you guys have. Okay. Ooh, uh, that means he hasn't come up with it yet, and he wants to hear ours to get ideas. Uh, all, all of it, all, all of it, all of his are going to be like, oh, as Dan said, oh, as Jordan uh, said, oh, like, blah blah uh, blah. Uh, Oh, no. <laughs> he'll be he'll pick five characters from Monsters Incorporated. I'd be willing to because guess. That's it. No, I'll, I'll, <laughs> Mike Wazowski. I'd be willing to bet though that uh, Sully. Uh, one of mine is also one of Jimmy's. I'll just I'll, okay. I'll make that prediction. All right. Who wants to go? For, Steve, you want to go first? Yeah, You're our guest. Yeah, guest I go guess first. I'll, I guess I'll Let's go have some first. manners. Let's go. Uh, so I'll start at number five. I have King Kong. Oh. Classic. Classic. Indeed. And num- at number four. Which I've King got- Kong, though? Is oh. there a specific King Kong movie? Uh, no. Okay. Yes, Just King Kong. Okay. No. Um, at number four, I have Godzilla. Godzilla. Okay. Another classic. I dig it. Godzilla. Um, so you got two two really fearsome animals here. Right. You got one a mammal and one a reptile. Mm. And then at number three, you have it. Oh, okay. Ooh. So the clown or whatever, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, he's nasty. That is I, a scary I, back, He was scary back in the, the original movie, and then in the remake he was also... So I heard fine. that the remake was actually a really good movie. It actually was. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Steve, do you like scary movies? I mean, I'm not a huge connoisseur of, of horror or okay. scary movies, but, but uh, like, I do, do appreciate like them. We've known each other since we were six, and I don't know what that answer was. I didn't know the answer to that. I don't like scary movies, so... Yeah, I don't either. Yeah. At number two, I have Thanos. Okay. Interesting. Because anybody that can take down the entirety of the Avengers is pretty terrifying. And would be considered a monster. Yes. Okay. I mean, he did, He did like, basically kill off half the world. He so. also does kind of look like a monster. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, I would probably characterize him as more of a villain a than a monster. Yeah, but I get, I, 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 I can, think so I can, too, but, but I could, I could be. Convinced. I can see where you're coming I could from. Be convinced that he's a monster. I can see where you're coming from for sure. And then number one, somebody just had to mention Monsters Inc. I thought I was being, uh, I was going off the board with this one because Monsters Inc. is a hugely popular movie for me. Mike Wazowski. Okay. I am the one eye guy. <laughs> All right, Mike Wazowski. I mean, I guess we did. I, I guess hey, it, he's a monster. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess we didn't. Uh, we didn't like say it had to be scary. No. I mean, it's just inferred usually that monster is like oh I scared. Originally, actually had Humble Bumble from from Rudolph. Yes. Movie, I took him off. Bumble's bounce. I should have kept him in there, but yeah. Well, that's good. That's good, Mike Wazowski. I like that. I dig uh, it. I'll go second. Let's do it, Dan. All right. So five for me uh, was the Rancor from Return of the Jedi, Star Wars. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. The yeah. one that uh, Luke's got to fight in the beginning of the movie. I remember that. Um, number four, classic. I remember watching this movie in school, in middle school. Creature from the Black Lagoon. Ooh, oh yes, yeah. That's it's classic. Like cool. now you're not gonna watch that movie. Like it, it's a guy in a rubber suit. Like it's not like right, it's not like it's gonna scare you or anything. But like that's like one of the first like, like classic like uh, movie monsters. Three. This is the one that I think Jimmy's gonna have in his top five. Jaws. Damn it. <laughs> 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 yes. Jaws. Jaws was Jimmy's number one scary movie. So. No. No. Okay. It's not my number one monster though. Oh no, I know, but it but it was your number one scary movie, so that's why that's why I figured he would be in here. Yeah, <laughs> as soon as I said it, damn it. <laughs> uh, 
Number two is Godzilla. I mean, I can't. You can't not have Godzilla on your no, list. He's he's such a classic. And you can pick any of the Godzillas. Yeah, they're all just crazy. like it's probably one of the worst Godzilla movies ever. Like the one that had Matthew Broderick in it. Oh, the nineteen ninety. The one in New York. Oh, yeah. My goodness. But I loved that Godzilla. The actual Godzilla. T Rex. Yeah, pretty much. And number one, for me, who here is a fan of Stranger Things? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Let's have a round of applause. The Demogorgon is my number one movie monster. That's, that's it. And or the Demodogs, whichever, oh, yeah, you know. But that's like a those are like baby that's Demogorgons. Like, yeah, but the, de- the original Demogorgon. Steve, do you ever watch yeah. Stranger Things? I can't say I have. Oh, my God. You have to watch Stranger oh, Things. You would like Stranger Things. Do you have Netflix? I do. Oh, watch Stranger Things. Watch Stranger Things. And you watch it. not be able to turn what? it off. Like, watch, like, the first two episodes. If you get through the first two episodes, you're absolutely hooked. I don't think you can't you have stop. to even say that, though. The first two episodes are really good. Okay. That's going to be my I watched. I October. watched the first episode when it first came out and didn't yeah, watch it again for six months. But then I started watching it, and I, yeah. I, yeah. You know, I had nights where I would watch. Like, I've watched that, that whole series through, like, at least twice. Yeah. No, it's it's so good. Jimmy, do you have thoughts on Stranger Things? Uh, it's one of the greatest TV shows of all time. Yes. That's right. That's right. It's one of the greatest soundtracks, too. Oh, that is so also good. true. So good. All right, I'll go next. So, number five. It's been said already, but Godzilla. Um, Godzilla. I've always liked him ever since I was a kid, and even some of the hokier Godzillas are still cool, but man, I saw the new one that came out in 2014, and I saw it in like 3D IMAX, and that was, oh, uh, that was something else. That was a great experience. Um, so yeah, Godzilla number four, the Nazgul from Lord of the Rings. I don't, I don't know what that is. You know what those are, right? The Nazgul. Wait, has no one here seen Lord of the Rings? I've no, seen, I've seen the trilogy, but I don't, I don't recall. What is the other name they're called? I'm blanking out. Um, Gollum? No. No. They're the ones that they have like no faces and they have hoods and they they chase them all around. Druids? No, not the druids. They're also known as the ring wraiths. Oh, I see. I... There's no, you got, there is no way you guys don't know what I'm, the ones that like, remember. If you showed me, I would right, know. I'm pulling up a picture right now. They're, yes. they're also known as the ring wraiths. They're the, ones since that, they're the ones that look like this and they ride on the horses. Okay, I see, yeah. You know how they're like, yeah. Well, like I, I don't like Lord of the Rings, so... Oh, my goodness. I mean, I've seen right. it. Never mind. Um, well, anyways, they're pretty scary, and you uh, you can't really kill them until you learn later that you can. It's a great scene. But anyways, um, the monster from Cloverfield is number three. That almost Ooh, made my list. I love Cloverfield. Yeah. Love that movie, and I love the monster. Like, they uh, It was a nice bounce back for them from Lost. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's just uh, you the, the few glimpses you get of his face, and you're yeah. like, whoa. Because he really doesn't have one. Right, but when you do glimpses... Like his mouth like, like covers his whole face. Yeah, but when you do glimpse his face oh, real quick, God. you're like, oh, that's scary. And he's like huge. like He's yeah. like a Godzilla size. Um, number two is King Kong. Uh, Steve already mentioned that, but yep. he's a classic, classic monster. Oh, yeah. I love the one from the mid-2000s that came out. The one with Jack Black? Yeah, I love yeah, that one. Yeah, that was good. I, it's a little ridiculous and a little long, but overall, it's just a great movie. Um, and he's a classic <coughs> monster. And number one, the T-Rex from Jurassic Park. Uh, ever since I've been a child, it is my absolute favorite monster, my absolute favorite movie, creature. Yeah. You name it, it's the greatest. Yeah, see, That's my favorite monster. 
Yeah, the T Rex would have made my list too if if I had have known that like like see for me when when you mentioned it to me when you said movie monsters I thought inherently they'd have to be bad. Oh, okay. Well, but in the first Jurassic- t- the first well in the first Jurassic Park he is bad. Yeah. But in the new ones, he's, he's good. good. That's true. Yeah. No, you're right. He's a hero now. So that's why I didn't put him on my list. But that's Fair. a good one. That's well, a good one. I also debated that too because uh, technically Godzilla's not really bad either. True. Yeah. He's actually the hero. Right. Technically. Yeah. In, but, a, uh, in a very poetic way. Um, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. All right, James. Let's go, right, Thomas. Yeah, Jaws. Okay, number five, Pyramid Head from Silent Hill. I don't know if you've seen this movie. Oh, I have not, but I know what I know what it looks like. It's you should go look him up. I'm he's pulling terrifying. It up. I'm pulling it up for him. I have no idea. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, he's, he's talking. I'll pull it up. You wouldn't if, if you saw the if you saw the actual scene from the movie with this guy, you'd be like, oh yeah, I understand why he's top five. He's terrifying. Like when you first see him, he just legit has a pyramid on his head. But yeah. uh, what the heck? <laughs> No, he's scary. It's it's messed up. It's if you haven't seen the movie, please go watch it. I highly suggest it. Yeah, the dude walking around with a pyramid on his head. <laughs> pretty, pretty self-explanatory. Now, sure, James. Number four, The Dementors from Harry Potter. Yes! The Dementors! Yes! The Dementors. The Dementors. Yep. They were flying around everywhere. <laughs> Sucking your soul out. Expecto yes. Patronum! <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yep. Well, I went prison, Mike. I did that Yeah. Too. Steve won Harry Potter. Yeah. Okay. That's what you got. That's what you got to. That's what you got to say to get rid of him. Jaws from Jaws. That's right. You saw it coming. I mean, how could you resist? Yep. Terrifies me even this day to take a bath sometimes. (laughs) You know, I'm not gonna lie. Jimmy, you take baths? You didn't. (laughs) Yeah. What? I didn't. You didn't strike me as someone who'd be scared of sharks, but whatever. Okay, number two, the monster (laughs) from A Quiet Place. I'm not sure what it's called. Oh, but, uh, those things are nasty. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think yeah, I've yeah. seen yeah. this. Yeah. It's a, yeah. Whatever, whatever they're called, but the monster from that they're movie. Like yeah. Things. Mm-hmm. Terrifying. Yeah, I, I just saw that movie picture. for the first time like a couple months ago, and yeah, still gives me chills. And then number one, The Wolfman from literally any of the Wolfman movies, but the newest one's my favorite. The one that came out like. Wolfman? Yeah, that's movie. interesting. Oh, Del Toro. Mm-hmm. But he's like a puppy dog. <laughs> that's actually a really good movie if I remember uh, yeah I liked it a lot with uh, Emily Blunt in it yeah and John Krasinski's wife ah yes yeah 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 it's yeah. a good one and then honorable I can't speak honorable mention Dracula from yeah. uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula yeah okay Ooh, let's, all, let's, all do a, let's all do an honorable mention too. oh I don't know if I can I do I have one already alright so Dracula for Jimmy ooh Mm-hmm. Steve, one, Steve? I didn't sign up for this. You're gonna have to. That's go fine. First. That's fine. <laughs> you go, Dennis. Uh, uh, oh man, I'm 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 stuck on two. Okay. Either Michael Myers or Freddy Krueger. Okay. Those are good ones. Did you give yours? Uh, I'm definitely gonna do Humble Bumble from uh, The Abominable. Yes. Because, what? Yeah, because he, he's when I, okay, no joke. When I was like a little child, this is just this is Jordan's saw, favorite Christmas movie. And I saw this movie for the first time. I was legit a little scared. It's one of mine. It's in my top three. Scenes, but obviously, <laughs> now, obviously, I know he's not scary. But right. When you're like three and you see it for the first time, you're like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. I'm oh man. You got, you one, got Steve? one, Steve? No worries. I can't believe nobody's even mentioned him yet. Uh-oh. Frankenstein. 
Oh, oh yeah, one of, another one of the classic that ones. Yeah, literally the definition of a monster. For sure. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right, that was good, guys. We got our spooky on. Yeah. I'm spooked. Yeah. Yeah, that's the top five of the week. <laughs> Brought to you by no one yet. Lock your doors. Yeah, no one yet. <laughs> Look at that, like that fancy graphic where, and it says presented by, and it's just presented blank. By. All right, so moving right along, uh, Jordan, you want to talk about uh, where you went last night? Yeah, I can do that. Let's do that. All right, so we went to me and Teresa went to a place called Working Class Brewery. It's uh, a rather new... Um, That's the one in Fairview Park, right? Yeah, it's a rather new brewery in Cleveland. Um, it has very quickly gotten a lot of uh, <coughs> a lot of reviews and a lot of, uh, I don't know what the word would be, like fame, publicity for their really good beer. Um, the brewery itself isn't anything too exciting, if I have to be 100% honest. It's in a strip mall, which is odd because most breweries aren't. But if you can get over that and just focus on the beer, they make amazing beer. Uh, me and Teresa got a total of 10 samples with two flights. So I'll go through some of the beers we tried. Um, the main one that, okay, so we tried what's called the Wedding Planner Imperial Witch. It was very good. Delicious. Ooh, yeah, very, very good. fancy. So fancy. Uh, that was delicious. Um, I also tried the Wing Walker Wheat, which we've actually had before at bars. Um, Wing I'm Walker. Sure we both have. It's their wheat beer. Oh, okay. It's very good. It um, does sound familiar. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we've had it at like some a bar recently. Uh, I've had the I had the smoked uh, porter. I forgot the name of it. Uh, it was very delicious. I had the Aviator IPA. Loved it. Very tasty. Um, and then we also tried their pumpkin ale, very good, mm-hmm. and a chocolate peanut butter porter they had. It literally tasted like you're drinking Reese's peanut butter cups. Yeah. Which to some that might be gross. I thought it was delicious. Yeah, I've I've had that. I can't remember. I've had that one place before. I can't remember. But yeah, it's. Yeah. I mean, it's actually. I mean. Oh, it was delicious. Like if you if you're going somewhere to drink beer, like it's not something you're supposed to get. But right. right. If you're just looking for something that's good. Right. It. I thought it was great. Uh, my favorite was probably their IPA or the chocolate peanut butter. Yeah, that was that was so delicious. I don't know what would you say your favorite was. Uh, oh, Teresa's here. I forgot. <laughs> she can say it. Can, She's just really far away. Um, the coconut stout is my favorite. Oh, gross. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not a fan of. Coconut it was stouts. really good. Tasted just like coconut. Yeah. Gross. I don't like coconut. Oh, I know. and I just realized that the peanut butter, it was a peanut butter chocolate stout, my bad, not a porter. Got it. It was a chocolate stout. It was called Clock Out. You're called um, Clock Out. Yeah, I am. That's my name. And we also tried the Tinker's Red Ale as well. Very good. Also, It was all just good. Yeah. Uh, I, I was impressed. I mean, most breweries are going to put out decent beer. I just yeah. think working class really has put out some incredible beer um you have to try it it's conveniently located if you're anywhere near west park it again it's weird that it's in a strip mall so you get that strip mall bar vibe but i i dig i dig their decorations um they also have popcorn snacks they don't have food so you definitely want to eat before or bring something in yeah uh, and they have trivia every wednesday so nice. into that kind of stuff they got that 
Um, uh, yeah, good stuff. Uh, you got to give them a try. So that's uh, that's going to be the hangout of the week, which I should hopefully get to tomorrow morning. Uh, cool. Post that on the website. Very cool. Yeah. Um, and then do you want to, uh, that way we can like, we're not like, you know, breaking stuff up correctly. Because um, we can talk about the poll of the week as we get into our sports talk because it's a sports-related topic. Um, do yeah. you want to talk about uh, some of the stuff that's coming up, some of the yeah, different festivals, events? Yeah. Some of them are really freaking cool. Yeah, I agree. So I'm going to start. Uh, let's do the previews. So the Jimmy, first... listen, listen for one of them because yeah. uh, you're going to you're going to uh, <laughs> want to uh, break in there and uh, talk about it a little bit. Yeah. Okie dokie. So the first one we're going to do, I'm going to go. It's going in order of when they're going to be arriving. So the first one is tonight. That's Thursday, so also tonight, if you're listening, it'll be tonight, Friday, <laughs> uh, and Saturday. TJ Miller's in town with the no with the new No Nonsense Tour. Uh, from Thursday to Saturday, October 4th through 6th at Pickwick and Frolic. He does, it looks like he's doing about two shows a night. Nerd. Um, <laughs> he's probably my favorite comedian, if not my favorite, one of my favorite. Uh, tickets are 30 to $35 each at Pickwick and Frolic. TJ Miller is famous for his roles in Deadpool and Silicon Valley. Are you going? Uh, I'm thinking about going. If I go, I'm going to have to go tomorrow night. But we'll see. Uh, and he also made a name for himself before that in stand-up. Uh, and his stand-up is really wacky, really weird. And it's it's funny. Zany? Yeah, uh, Z- you could definitely use the word zany. This yeah. TJ Miller. That's why you uh, like give him. him a, give him a, give, check him out, or maybe you already know of him because you've seen him in those movies and shows, but that's really exciting. Uh, uh, definitely check him out if you have some extra time. Uh, the Cleveland Flea is back uh, October 13th on, uh, in Cleveland. Where's Paul when you need him? I know. I know. Talk about the Flea. Yeah, we got to we we have Paul back on for an honorary we episode. We definitely need to have him on as a guest. Yeah. Definitely. We will. He was one of the um, originals. That's right. Yeah. It's one and of the OGs. Then, uh, October 21st, it's going to be on the east side. Um, uh, it starts on the, on the Cleveland side, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m., and there's a $2 entry. Um, for the east side, it's 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. On the east side, just so everyone knows, it's on two, uh, 20065 Chagrin Boulevard and Shaker Heights. Um, again, it's just like a really kind of interesting flea market um there's a lot of local art there's a lot of local goods uh food trucks drinks it's it's a really cool event uh if you haven't made it out you should definitely uh, check it out sometime great lakes uh brewery brewing company that is oh i can't wait for this doing their fir- christmas ale first pour uh we went to this last year or did we go the day uh after? i went both days yeah, we had i went with we i went with went. you and abe the yeah, the next day, day yeah. Yeah. So the, the first pour is going to be on October 25th at Great Lakes Brewing Company in Ohio City. It's free. You have to pay for your beer, of course. But uh, taps open at 11.30. Santa delivers the keg at 11. Um, but the taps open at 11.30 uh, a.m. Does he deliver it in his sleigh? Uh, I don't know about the sleigh. Oh, by the way, the brewer just walked it off. Woo! Yeah, okay. About, I don't know about the sleigh, but he is going to be dressed up in his gear. And it's the real Santa, so that's cool. Um, Brunuts Donuts will have food. We'll have donuts there. There's going to be Christmas ale-themed food specials. Uh, and also special barrel-aged tastings. They have not mm. announced those times yet, but they're going to be going on. Interesting. Uh, probably from those special batches they make, you know. Yeah. 
Uh, bottles are going to be available exclusively at the gift shop on October 26th. However, after October 29th, you can get them all over the city. And boy, do they, you'll fi- literally be sick of looking at them because they're just yeah. everywhere. Um, we should, uh, we should do another Great Lakes Brewery uh, tour. I think so. Yeah. Uh, now would be a good while, time to go. Like when they start mm-hmm. brewing it. I don't know. I don't know when they start. Probably in the process now. Might be. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if there's a way you can check. Jimmy, turn that off, boy. He's trying. I even texted you too. To <laughs> while you guys are yakking over there with the Brewers just winning the game and walking off in the tenth inning, I literally just saw a guy carry the Gatorade cooler all the way from the dugout into center field. I've never seen that nice. before. And actually dumping on the guy. That's dedication. Is wow. What that's called. MLB postseason. You see stuff you'll never see. Oh yeah, else. I I love I love MLB postseason. Uh, what's the last one? The last event we have is called Spooky Fest. Ooh, and it's real spooky. Where's it at, Jordan? Uh, Jimmy, at, Jimmy, listen. It's at Mapleside Farms. Ah, so that's pretty it's tight. It's the LOTL Hayride. Let's do it. This is our. Uh, uh, Let's this go. Is, this is definitely our big chance to do our hayride. Uh, it's fourteen dollars a person, ages three to fifty-four. <laughs> Free if you're under two, and it's seven dollars if you're fifty-five or over. Um, costumes are encouraged, so if we go, we gotta dress up. Uh, it's a family fun day that includes games, prizes, and more. Uh, of course, a lot of food options as well. Uh, well, we're gonna have links to all these events, um, and yeah, so we'll probably feature more fall fun days the next throughout the throughout <coughs> November, honestly. But um, yeah, so that's your. I want to do Spooky Fest. Preview. Yeah, Spooky Fest actually sounds like a lot of fun. For sure, I want to do Spooky I Fest. Agree. Mapleside Farms puts on really good events. I would imagine that's going to be yeah, solid. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Definitely. All right. Uh, yeah, check all that stuff out. Uh, Jimmy, it's time. It's your time to shine, buddy. Oh, let's hear it. Let's, do the, let's do the poll of the week. Who you got? Oh, you know who I got. UFC 229. Jimmy already said who he's got. Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor, Conor McGregor or Habib. Uh, I always say his last name wrong. Nurmagomedov. Did I do it right? Mm-hmm. All right. Habib. We'll just say Habib. 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 Whatever, however you pronounce it. Uh, Jimmy's got uh, Habib, or McGregor. Jordan? I have McGregor. Jordan's got McGregor. Steve, who you got? McGregor. Wow. Well, we're, we're not going to have a clean sweep here because I'm going for Habib. <laughs> oh. I'm not yeah, shocked. Enough. Yep. Fair enough. I don't dislike Connor. I just think Khabib's gonna take him to the ground and just like beat him into the ground. You think he's gonna maul him? I mean, if he gets if he gets McGregor to the ground, I mean that's that's his game. Very possible, but if he's it, never faced anybody like Connor either. That's true. Well, we'll. I mean, we'll see. We'll see what uh, Connor's uh, takedown defense is like. I mean, he hasn't fought in the octagon in how long? Couple years. I mean, you can do it. You can do it in your training camps and in your practices, but yeah, I mean, once you're and, and, and you're you're in there, you're you're in there against a guy whose special who whose specialty is taking guys to the ground and just wrestling them t- into submission. And yeah. uh, he's facing he's, someone who literally wrestled bears growing up. He's he's <laughs> Wait, and he's 26. He's from Russia. Yeah, Habib. Oh, that doesn't mean he's from. That's what they do. Yeah, no, he's he's from he's from he well he's from Dagestan and he's actually wrestled bears. Yes, there's yeah. a video of him online when he's four years old wrestling. Four baby years bear. old. Oh my goodness. Yeah, and he's twenty. He's twenty six and zero as his MMA record. 
Mm-hmm. Wow. So this guy, I mean, this isn't. Really interesting. Yeah. Should we do a watch party for this? I mean, you'd, mm-hmm. we'd have we'd have to pay for it. No, we can go to a bar. Oh well, yeah, we could do that. I'd be, I'd be. Down. I mean, it's this Saturday. Oh no, we can't. That's no. so. That's Teresa's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> not important. I'm not yeah. surprised that this guy is a, is a great wrestler. The Dagestan is at the very south of Russia by the Caspian Sea. That whole part of the world, Uzbekistan, Azerbaijan, these countries around there. This the was the block of the world that is wrestling is the number one sport there, other than possibly that's soccer. Actually, no, you're right. That's true. They are and and that whole of, part of the world was outraged when the IOC actually eliminated wrestling from the Olympics before 2016. That is pretty shocking. Yeah. So uh, I think uh, Habib was one of the guys that was at the forefront of that. Yes. Uh, yes, he was. Of the opposition. And there, uh, there, they also uh, there's a lot of boxers that come from that area too. That is true. So, which but, is surprising. Yeah, but Habib is definitely more known as a wrestler for sure. And then Connor, he's I mean, great, I mean, I mean, greatest wrestler in the UFC. Who? He's, I say he's arguably the greatest. Yeah. Wrestler right now, besides yeah. his training partner, Daniel Cormier. There's stories of Khabib in training camp uh, taking down. I forget his name, but he's an Olympic. He's, U.S. Olympic wrestler, gold medalist, and uh, Daniel Cormier, he trains with Khabib, and he says, Khabib literally dominates this guy, and he's a U.S. gold medalist, and he's a lot bigger than Khabib, and, he's a, and he says it's not even fair. Is he Is he the guy Is he the guy from Ohio State? Yeah, I don't know if it's him. Snyder, I think his last name? I could be. I don't know. But, um, yeah, no, he, he, he's an animal. He, like, everybody... That, that trains with him and wrestles with him, they say he just he's so much stronger than he actually looks. Yeah. And uh, it, I, I don't know where it comes from. It, it's just this technique he has that they just drill and drill over and over again in Dagestan. Him and all of his training partners, they all, it, it, it's just like, it's insane. Uh, yeah. That's, it's drilled into their mind as a four-year-old wrestling bears, which is just literally, the cra- I can't get over it. It's the craziest right. thing I've ever heard. Right. <laughs> Well, it, he's yeah. just like Zangief if you've ever played Street Fighter. I mean, it's it's literally like that. So <laughs> he's real, you know? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm fascinated by this fight because the contrasting styles. Uh, there's you know there's the showman McGregor who's also like you know a one of the greatest fighters of all time, and then there's just Habib who doesn't say anything. Number one because it's not his personality. Number two because you know there's a little bit of language barrier there. Um, and then, you know, there's the whole, uh, hype for this fight too. It's not just a fight of like two of the best fighters. Like there's legitimate, like when, and when I say bad blood, I literally mean blood, like blood's been drawn between these two. This was the whole, Steve, I don't know if you remember when McGregor got in trouble and he got, uh, for throwing the, the dolly through the window of the bus. Habib was in that bus. He was with this guy. And this all goes back to. Uh, Habib and his buddies uh, smacking up one of Connor's uh, friends pretty good. Yeah, Arden Lobov. Uh, that's one of Connor's uh, training partners. And this, he that's cornered this guy and like, yeah, just kind of made a fool of him. And that's why that. And Connor then chartered a private jet from Dublin. He was in Dublin, over to Madison Square Garden where the UFC was having fights. And or that that Barclays Center in Brooklyn. Yeah, that's right. And uh, they were. Uh, was it the was it the weigh-in night? It was the weigh-in, I believe. It, it was the day before, or the it was either weigh-in yeah. night or the day before weigh-ins. 
Yeah. And uh, yeah, Connor and a bunch of his his whole Irish gang yeah. basically stormed into the Barclays Center. I don't know why security let them in. Right. And just kind of wreaked havoc. Yeah, they targeted Khabib's bus, and um, that's pretty much where it all started. They were like legit uh, charges he got though, right? Like, he, like yeah. Even, even if it was he was tra- yeah. Oh yeah. Oh like, yeah. Even though it was probably some sort of stunt, obviously, but he got right. legit charges on him. Right? Oh yeah. Right. He, he, oh yeah. That I mean it. I mean it. Uh, it was a stunt, but it's also like legit, like bad yeah. blood. Like it's not. It it seems like like something like WWE would put on, but like this is like this is legit. It was like yeah, yeah it was actual right, right. Yeah, like, no, there is legal action. Like he wasn't scripted to throw. People. He wasn't scripted to throw a hand truck through a bus window as with Dana people White, on it. As Dana White would say, that doesn't belong in the UFC. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's the way the UFC's trending, unfortunately. Yeah, well, because they have to be able to sell fights now and. With with all the cancellations and fights that that's been going on in the UFC lately, like the UFC needed to do something different, so they're doing a lot more marketability with these fights, and uh, it, it's making it seem like a little WWE ish. Mm-hmm. What's crazy is uh, Habib, one of his, I don't know if it's his agent or one of his really close training partners, uh, came out and told like one of the UFC's reliable sources that um, this might be his last fight. I heard that. If he beats Connor, he wants twenty-seven zero. He'll be a champion and he'll retire. I watched. I watched an interview with Habib, and uh, he did say he did say that he said that uh, depending on how this fight goes, that he might retire after. And the only way that he would come out of retirement is to is for like a super fight, like against GSP or something like that. Yeah, it's gonna be absolutely insane. Oh my gosh. You talk about two really great wrestlers going at it. Yeah, it, wow. it would. It would be honestly that that would probably be a pretty boring fight because both of those guys are just trying to lay on each other for five rounds, yeah. or for three I, rounds. I don't think GSP doesn't want that fight. He wants Connor. That's oh a, that's God! Fight. Oh, that would be amazing. Connor's talking about fighting Anderson Silva after this. Yeah, that's not. Gonna or I can't see it happening, but or the trilogy know. or the trilogy with Diaz. He said he's going to give Diaz his rematch that he wants because. Diaz gave him a rematch. Yeah, no, that that that'll happen. I think that's more likely than Silva or I don't even know. GSP could definitely happen. That's legitimate, but yeah. Anderson Silva, that's kind of a stretch. Yeah, for sure. I I, I wonder. I, I still I want. I really wonder what's gonna happen with uh, Cormier because there's talks now that they're gonna like the, this whole thing with Brock was getting set up, but now there's talks that uh, they're gonna have John Jones and Cormier fight again. At light heavyweight, and they're gonna strip Cormier of the heavyweight belt. Well, it was the other way around. They wanted to strip Cormier of the light heavyweight so Jones and Gustafson could fight for it, but uh, DC oh, didn't want okay. that. He said he'd much rather just go down to light heavyweight again, and kick John's, or, or, or uh, well, I mean, he never he never beat John, but no, he wants to beat John at light heavyweight rather than heavyweight. Yeah, but, um, well, whatever. He's not. He's not gonna. He's not gonna beat John Jones. He could. He could pick whatever weight class he wanted to. He's not gonna beat John Jones. No, I don't think it would happen. But no. uh, you gotta feel for Stipe in this because. He yeah, like where does he? I mean, not get one. I know. Well, at least not with Cormier. I mean, he's still no. like he's still like the top heavyweight contender. But yeah, he's the top, he's number one. But yeah. he uh, he deserves something, and uh, he's not gonna get it, especially with Brock lingering and. Jones yeah. coming back. I don't, man. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if that Brock thing's ever gonna happen. To be honest with you, I really don't because he just re-signed with WWE again. Like he's fighting. He's fighting in the WWE next month. Oh, is he really? There yeah, was. There was talk. There was. Just all, yeah, there was this big marketing ploy or something. Yeah, there was talk uh, a couple months or a month or two ago that Brock was done with WWE, but then 
uh, you know, with it being staged and everything, he came out and he like beat up on a couple dudes in the WWE's last event. So he's back in the WWE oh, again. Yeah. It's very possible that. So may, I mean, maybe maybe you fail the test. It's like screw it. I'll just go back to WWE. Yeah. <laughs> Could've. And they're just I'd, they're just never gonna surprised. and then they're just never gonna say anything about it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, okay, that's uh that's our UFC segment. That's our poll of the week. This just did. Max Probably. Muncie just hit a three run home run for the Dodgers. They're leading uh, the Braves four to nothing in the second. Okay, game. that's actually good. If we want the yeah. <laughs> Cleveland Houston games to be put on prime time, we want that to be a sweep. Yeah, for sure. Um, so anyway, yeah, let's, uh, let's continue on with sports. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the, uh, Browns here. Let's review real quick the brutal loss that we had, uh, on Sunday. Freaking Browns should be 2-1 right now. Oh God. There's so many, so many things that you could point to with why the Browns lost that game. I, I originally blamed the refs because they did make... Some really bad calls in that game. But after watching the game again, after thinking about it, the Browns had so many chances that, to put that game you away. You know, that's exactly where I am too, Dan. Uh, watching it live, it was very frustrating to watch the refs overturn that yeah. clearly oh, pointless God. first down call. Like, that's not a thing they're going to overturn in a regular season game. Right. Uh, I'm sorry, in, in a regular, like earlier in the game, I meant to yeah. say. Uh, and then it was also very frustrating to watch them just decide that the fumble, the forced fumble they had on oh. R was uh, forward progress, even though oh, he's literally the ball was poked out, and then they're like, oh, forward progress. Yeah. In like, the grasp is what they said, which I don't like, even know if it's a freaking rule. No. They're just but, saying that, that the quarterback was in a big clump of players, so he was stood up, but he wasn't moving, so they just called the play dead. Which is but they, But they, they called the play dead as soon as he got hit. Right. Oh. Here's the thing. Um, they also had a really bad car, Marshawn Lynch, Marshawn Lynch, where they yeah. ruled him down when he wasn't. It was probably going to be a touchdown. So yeah. they were making some weird calls all game. And then However, they could have called him for unsportsmanlike conduct for kicking the ball right. after that play. Well, they didn't they do that. Well, I think they knew they missed the call, maybe. But yeah, possibly. Here's the thing. You're right. I watched replays. I've heard talk about it. And I've concluded that. I actually just think that we should just be blaming the ref, uh, uh, blaming the Browns for their poor performance. I mean, yeah. it wasn't that bad. They scored forty-two points. That's a pro. That's obviously a pro. Oh, offensively and they were Baker, great. Baker had some goofs, but he's a rookie, and overall he looked good. The offense yeah. still looked like the offense we're used to seeing so far. Um, however, special teams is a disaster. Oh my god, an utter disaster, and the defense didn't show up today uh, on Sunday. Which Especially in the second half. usually their thing. Usually that, that's the best part of the game. The first three games, it yeah. was. Right, so... Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, the rest of it was frustrating, but it, it's not... It's, you shouldn't be in the position where you have to get that first down or you lose the game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, I in today's NFL, you don't really know how good your defense is until you get a game where your offense puts up 30 or 40 points and they have to... The other team has to go balls out, throw the ball 50 times trying to keep up. Can your defense stop the other team when they're trying to do that? Yeah. Browns, even in their best of years in 2007 and 2014, had a hard time doing that. So we'll. Right. Yeah, I, I, I mean, after looking about it, looking at it, watching the game again. Jimmy, did you watch the game? Oh, I watched it. Okay. So after watching it again and uh, just kind of doing some reading and some thinking about it. I put 100% of the blame on that game on Hugh Jackson. 
hundred percent. So I've been thinking about this. Okay, and, so and, what do you mean though? Like, no, so so no NFL coach does this, and it drives me nuts. You probably know what I'm going to say. When you're when you're an NFL team and you're up by one and you score a touchdown, that puts you up seven before the extra point. Why on earth would you ever kick the extra point? Why would you not go for two, especially if it's late in the game? If if you're up by seven and you have the extra point coming up, if it's late in the game and you go for two and you get it, the game's over. Right, you can't come back. Right. It becomes a two-possession game. And if you miss the two-point conversion, especially if you're on the road, it's still a seven-point game. So if, the, so if the home team ends up scoring late in the game, they're not going for two. They're at home. They're going to kick the extra point and send it to overtime. That's the way it works in the NFL. Coaches will kick the extra point to t- take it to overtime right. at home. On the road, you know, they might go for two. But... This is almost as infuriating as the latter scenario when you're down by 15 and you score a touchdown to put it to within nine and the coach decides oh. to chase points right then and there. Oh, Hugh Jackson did that last year. Yes, yeah. he did. And he is very All right, well, bad math. Yeah, right, so, okay, so, okay, so what do you think on that when they overturn the first down? Is it, would it, is it stupid for some people, as some people have been calling, saying, should he have gone for fourth down in that situation? Hi- you obviously seal the game if you do it. It would have been a very easy for you. Well, not easy, but it would have been an easy year. See, hi- hindsight says, yeah, obviously. Right. I wasn't thinking of that um, in the moment because we were up by eight. So you knew that – you knew, and, and Oakland had no timeouts. So you knew Oakland had to score a touchdown and get the two-point conversion just to tie at that point. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't really thinking but, – but thinking about it again, like I said, watching again in hindsight, I mean, it was fourth and six inches. Right. A quarterback sneak. Uh, they 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 put out some like statistics on it. A quarterback sneak in that situation, uh, you're going to convert like almost ninety percent of the time. And there, if you do convert, it, it officially is over. Oakland had no timeouts. There was a minute and a half left. Like there was nothing they could, could do. There were so many options you could have done. What like what would you think? Like quarterback sneak, or even just uh, give it to one of the running backs or something. Like I mean, it, yeah. I, see, and also the part that infuriates me, like. Even if, like, like in the post-game press conference or whatever, they're like, did you think about going for it? Hugh Jackson's like, no, absolutely not. Why would you, like, why would you not uh, put the offense out there and try and draw them off sides? Oh, that's a good question. At that point, yeah. if you don't do it, then you then with, like, two seconds left on the, on the uh, game or the play clock, you yeah. call timeout and then you bring the punter on. Yeah. Yeah. Or you just take the five-yard penalty and punt well, it. I think it's pretty clear that Hugh Jackson is not the best. Oh, he's... I mean, he's in been, over his head. That obviously I, I, never occurred to Jackson to do that. No. He, why honestly, would you yeah. not? Like, yeah, why would you not? Like, and, and for me, like, I, I would, I, like, obviously you tell the entire offense, hey, we're not, we're not snapping this ball, so don't fall right. start, right. no matter right. what happens. Right. Exactly. And what I would do is I would rush everybody to the line, make it really th- feel like that the Browns are going to go for it, and then you hard count them. Because they're really liable to jump because they're they're thinking that the Browns are gonna sneak absolutely sneak because so of how they're, they're rushing to the line. Like so they're on edge. Yeah, so if you right. so you know if you hard count them and you know, you know, yeah, I'm not gonna no. scream into the mic, but uh, set hut like real right, loud, right, right, real right. quick. They're very liable to jump off sides. Here's something else to consider. You gotta go for it in that situation because. Even if, let's say, worst case scenario, you don't get the six inches and Oakland gets the ball at the Browns' 18. They probably scored pretty quickly. Yeah. 
In that's which case, true. if they you do have sc- time to come back and get a field goal after that to win the game, let's not forget. If like they if said, they do score, they probably do it quickly. Yeah, you're right because they're not, at like they I mean, they were at like the twenty yard line. Let's not forget. Not only that, so that gives you more time to go back and score again. But eight point lead, a two right. point conversion is really not guaranteed. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. And 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 that in some ways that would put the pressure on them more than ever. Oh, we just scored right away. Like we got to do. I mean, I don't know. It, it's 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 easy to look in hindsight, but. I just feel like some of this stuff is something that if you're supposed to be a professional coach, you should know this stuff. Yeah. Like, these are things that should be coming up in your head. But For sure. Bottom line, it's it's the Herm Edwards take. You play to win the game. Browns so many times don't play to win the game. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the thing that, that bothered me so much about the – if you listen to Hugh Jackson's uh, press conference uh, the next day, he said, well, I told my team that we're going to be as aggressive as, as humanly possible. Well, that's a lie because you didn't go for it on fourth down. Right. You didn't go for two to try to put the game out of reach. Right. Uh, you didn't try and uh, draw them off sides on fourth down. You just punted it right away. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't understand. And then, and then, like the one of the reporters who asked him the question about going for two when you're up by seven, yeah, he sounded confused. He's like, "Well, we kicked the extra point to go up eight. Like, like, no, that's like, well, that like, like he didn't know that the difference between being up eight and being up nine is yeah. like one or two possessions. You, you up nine, they they don't win this. Game right. So, game. so like, uh, it was Tom Withers of the Associated yeah, Press. Yeah, he was yeah, asking yeah. him the questions, and I think he was trying to ask it in a way to not make Hugh Jackson sound like a complete idiot. Right. Like he's like, no, like he he could have said, no, you dumbass. Like, if you go for two right. and get it, the game's over. Like right. there was. And there was like two minutes it, left, and you and you have and right. and you're up by two possessions. Right. And if you don't get it, then fine. It's just a seven point game. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I don't know what else to say about the Browns. But. All right, uh, Jimmy, I got your message. What did what did you what did you uh, real quick? Jimmy's Jimmy's got to dip out, but uh, yeah. what did you uh, what did you think like? Who do you put the blame on for the loss? Browns. I think it's just a collection of everything. Um, yeah. Whether it's a collection of the coaching. It's a very political both. answer. What's that? I said it's a very politically correct answer. Come on, yeah. you're better than that. You're yeah. better than that. Should we nominate Judge Kavanaugh? Um, I don't think it's really. Really, it's not just one person. <laughs> let's talk. Let's talk it out right now. Come on, Jimmy. No, no. no just, sorry, keep going. I I ignored. Yeah. I, I'm too young. Okay. Too, he can vote. Uh, yeah. What do you mean he's too young? I think it's a collection of uh, it's, it's a it's a collective effort of uh, another heartbreaking loss. Uh, you really want to pin it on Hugh Jackson, but uh, I don't know. I, I don't. Want, I'm not one to point fingers, but I'm just disappointed. Another Sunday, I'm heartbroken. Oh I'm God, it. it was really bad. Yeah, it really hurt. <laughs> I was so confident that we were going to win. I was like, you know what? We're going to go into the next <coughs> week, Baltimore. Off this two-game winning streak, the first energy is going to be rocking. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, if the Browns just would have won that game, I mean, we'd be going into uh, Sunday's game with first place in the division on the line. Oh my God, that would be insane. I mean, the the atmosphere at Brown Stadium would be nuts, especially with the old Browns coming in. Um, I still think it'll be crazy, but it, it could have been better. I do too. I I think I think Browns fans, even though we're one two and one, I think they see that we're actually competitive and can play with pretty much every anybody. Um, especially now that I, I think it's, you know, he's only played in a game and a half, but I mean, my, you know, my eyes don't lie to me. Like Baker Mayfield is that dude. 
Like he's <laughs> he's he's pretty legit. Yeah. I mean the Ravens. I, I think he's the legit. Ravens uh, defensive coordinator did his press conference today, and he said that Baker Mayfield is uh, this generation's Brett Favre slash John Elway. Boy, if that's true. I mean, I, I think he's just. I think he's. I think he's kind of just blowing smoke up his defense's butt. Just right. to try and yeah, yeah, motivate him yeah, a little bit, sense, yeah. but I, I mean, I also think that Baker does well, have that potential. There's been, there's been several ex- experts or whatever you want to call him that have said that he's the best one so far. Out of the yeah, draft. I mean, he's he's odds-on favorite right now in Vegas to win uh, uh, offensive rookie of the year. I mean, yeah. I, don't, I don't see any reason why he wouldn't. Right. If he keeps, if he keeps on, on the trajectory that he's on, I think Absolutely. the only way he doesn't win that award is if he gets injured. Yeah. Well, yeah. Agreed. Like, like with what Agreed. Happened to Watson last year. Yeah, for sure. But. uh all right, yeah, Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy says he's got a uh, he's got a piece out. All right, Jimmy. Is he still there? I'm not sure. He dipped out. He may have dipped. He just texted me. All right, bye, Jimmy. Bye, See Jimmy. ya. He's he's cool. Bye. All right, cool. All right, All right man. Well, anyways, have fun. Um, have fun with Bay. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I don't right. know if I was well, supposed to say that. We have another ah! sports topic to discuss. Yes. All right, so let's Steve, do what, what what apparel am I wearing? That would be the Cleveland Indians. What what apparel is Jordan wearing? That'd be the Houston Astros. Oh, Boo. What? Rude. Crazy. Rude. All right, guys. Well, um, I'm going to try my best to not... Over- oh, wait. Real quick. Real quick. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, okay. Predictions for Sunday. Browns oh, and Ravens. Sunday, Browns, Ravens. Oh, boy. Um... My gut tells me they're going to lose again in a close match, but I think they have the ability to win at at home and they're close probably match. motivated. I I'm gonna I'm gonna say they're gonna win. It's gonna be a weird talking finish, like a soccer gonna, fan. Close win. match, Steve. A close match. I know which way Steve's gonna go. They're gonna lose. Steve said. I, I say Jordan they're says they're gonna, gonna win. Gonna he says something crazy's gonna happen and the Browns are gonna win. Dan, I want to hear your take first. Oh, okay. Uh, so. I'm the, I don't know. I'm I'm the jilted lover when it comes to the Browns. Like I know they're always going to disappoint me, but I always let them back into my heart. So I get that. That's how I am with Tom. I uh, I actually think that the Browns are going to win on Sunday. Uh, the Browns are the Browns are undefeated at home this year, one zero and one. Um, I think uh, I, they're they're. I think the atmosphere is going to be similar to what we saw on Thursday on the Thursday night game. I oh, think that, that was a great atmosphere. Yeah, I think I, I think it's going to be one of those like a lot of times in recent years, Browns games have always sold out, but right. only half yeah, the stadium right. has really and been the, full. And the atmosphere is I think the I think the stadium is going to be full on Sunday, even if the weather's bad. Yeah, and uh, bad. I, I think I I just yeah I think it's it's one of those coming of ages games of the Browns where mm-hmm. at, at some point. With this new with this new era, they're gonna have to step up and uh, win a game like this. So, Agreed. Uh, they tied the Steelers first week of the year. Um, that was their first opportunity, and I'm I'm, I'm talking mainly like the divisional games. Uh, but I think they get it done against the Ravens. I think Joe Flacco has one of his Flacco type games where he just inexplicably throws like Flacco. three picks, and throws three picks, and the Brown and the Browns are a turnover happy defense yeah. so far this year. So. Um, I think the Browns are going to win. Steve? Nice. 
Well, so, yeah. Dan describes himself as the jilted lover when it comes to the Browns, um, whereas I'm more the, the girl off in the corner singing No Scrubs um, <laughs> as he watch, as she watches the, the guys who just have no chance walk on by in the club. That's because Steve's really just a freaking Eagles fan. But uh, Fly, Eagles, fly. But, but, but anyway. <laughs> They're not flying real high right now. Oh, two and two. Gave, gave a game away in Nashville last week. They really did. Oh, and yeah. thanks, because now that just... Further reduces the chances. Of the he was he was he was all happy about the Texans winning, and then we were watching the scoreboard after the one o'clock games, and he's like, "Oh great, the Titans won. Oh great, the Colts won. Oh great, the Jags won. Awesome." Well, we uh, Texans did win, but I know, but I'm, but I'm saying else, like yeah, they didn't they didn't yeah, pick yeah. up any ground on anybody. Right, right, right. That all being said, I, I'm going to be very succinct here. Not only are the Browns going to win this game, they're going to win it big. Wow! They got screwed over terribly in Oakland. They're going to come out flying. The Ravens are, frankly, not very good. I think Joe Flacco is wow. overrated at this point. Um, fly, their defense, brownies, fly. Their lines are not as physical as they used to be. I think this is a... Changing over the guard type game within the division. I think the Browns win this one wow. easily. This is it. Woo! This is it. Wow. If Steve predicts the Browns to win, he's really got to feel confident in it. Okay. Because Steve hardly ever picks the Browns to win. And, okay. Yeah, go ahead. No, and younger teams, uh, especially with young quarterbacks, generally play better at home than they do on the road. True. That's true. I, I, very true. All right. I think you're going to see Nick Chubb get a lot more carries this week after he went three carries for 105 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, it's like, hello, give him the ball. Yeah, like, what right. What the hell? Right. I mean, Carlos Hyde's been pretty good this year, but uh, yeah. I wonder what those guys Okay, well, I just, wanted to, I just wanted to get our predictions in. So, yeah, let's, uh, let's transition into what's going to happen. Final topic. Yeah, this is going to be a fun one. Hey, Jordan. The try. Final topic. We already kind of discussed Presented this Presented by the Dunder Mountain. We did on Twitter. We also had a little bit last week, too. Yeah. Um, I just want to let's start talking. Let's let's start with pitching. So obviously, Houston and Cleveland have some of the best pitching lineups in the whole league. Um, oh yeah, I, I mean, st- st- I mean, if you're talking about starting pitching, yeah. I think they're the two best starting staffs in baseball. So I would have, agree. We're gonna have uh, Kluber and Verlander for game one. He'll probably be Cole and Carrasco. Carrasco for game two. Yep. Game three is for sure going to be Keuchel for Houston. Keuchel against Clevenger. Against Clevenger. Then game four. Game four. If it gets there. Back to it, Verlander. If it gets there for the Browns. Or for the Browns. For the Indians, I think it's going to be Bauer. Bauer. Okay. Yeah. And see, the Astros, I'm not sure how they're going to use McCullers Jr. yet because he's coming off of that injury. So, I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I, I, the After the last two years of trying to pitch him on short yeah. rest, I don't think the Indians want to pitch Corey Kluber on short rest yeah, anymore. It just, it just hasn't worked out. Um, yeah. And plus, I, I think they feel like Bauer's ready. But they want to pitch Bauer <laughs> in game four because he's going to be available in the first two games out of the bullpen. Right. So true. so yeah. say say Corey Kluber throws six shutout innings, like in or you know, six shutout or yeah. six or one run over six innings in game one, and the Indians have a lead. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're gonna mess around with, with the uh, yeah. with the way the bullpen's well, okay. been pitching. I think I think they'd go to Bauer to and, pitch like the last three innings of the game and shut and, the door. And I think too for Houston they don't want to use Verlander in Game Four yeah. because you want him for if there's a Game Five. So. Right. True. Yeah. I think yeah. the same thing with the Indians. I think it's I think it sets up if it goes a distance you're going to see uh, 
Verlander and Kluber in, in game in the decisive game five in oh. Houston if it goes that far. How cool and that'd be, be to awesome. see them in game one and game five. I'll be awesome if it happens. Um, so okay, so Bowers, yeah, that, that would make sense. I mean, Bowers a phenomenal starter, uh, but you know, coming off an injury, it's a little different. Um, so let's talk about the lineup though. Uh, I honestly think Astros and Indians are very similar teams in a lot of ways. Uh, the yeah, way they, they play, uh, their their powers, their I'm sorry, their their strengths, their yeah. weaknesses. Um, one of the things they both really match up well with, I would say, is the lineup. Um, and uh, let's talk about this too. So, who? Let, let's just go. Let's start ranking them. So, who has a better lineup? Do we do we think it's a tie? Do we think it's it's? I personally, um, I would go Astros. Just I was gonna narrowly. say. I think Astros narrowly just because they have their full lineup back again. One through nine, I, I feel like the Indians match up pretty well. For like right. one through five or six, I think if you go through the entirety of the lineup. Well, I think and the here's Astros the thing: if Ramirez and Lindor go back to like early season, mid season, Ramirez and Lindor, like look out. Like, well, I think I, I think I I think Lindor's back to that. I'm I'm worried about Ramirez. Uh, he was awful in September. Yeah, he just he batted kind of two fourteen in September. You can yeah. make a case that the winner of this series will be whichever team's Jose plays better. Uh, Altuve, oh, yeah. Altuve. Actually, no, that's, that's a good, good point. That's Altuve, a pretty good take. Yeah, because they're so crucial to the success. I mean, I, I think the team that wins Game One is going to win the series. You think? Yeah. Well, if yeah. that's your basis, then you better pick the Indians because Justin Verlander has had a horrendous career against the Indians. He, yeah, the Indians have had his number historically, um, but which I think is a big reason. I'm not gonna spoil it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, as far as for me, from the lineup goes, I think historically, I think if you look over their careers, I think the Indians have a better lineup. Um, every single one of their position players have made an All-Star team over their careers. True. Um, well, and then you even add in like Donaldson and stuff. Well, like yeah, that's that. that, that he's really he, good point. he's the but, X factor for me. I mean, because because right, he's gonna be because so. he's gonna be batting in the five spot, which moves guys like Alonzo and. Uh, Cabrera and Kipnis down the order, which makes the end of the back end of their lineup more dangerous. So he's your X factor. Um, you're saying for the Indians, he's the X factor. Yeah. I think for the Astros, uh, Bregman's going to be the X factor. Weirdly enough, yeah, because he's had a great season. When Bregman's on, if you watch postseason last year, Bregman was on fire, and that's yeah. he helped. He literally won multiple games, and even in the regular season. His slack. I would yeah. say it's Bregman or Gonzalez are the X factors because you've got Gonzalez is kind of that odd guy who has so many talents, and then when he's off, he's off. Yeah. When he's on, he can literally save the World Series. He can literally push the team through September when they were ravaged by injuries, or he can just play. You know, so I think it's going to be Bregman or, or Gonzalez for the Astros. They have to show up. Yeah. Um, that's what I would Which, say. Uh, which Correa do you think they're going to get? Because he's been kind That's of he's been kind of weird this yeah, year. Yeah, I mean Correa has been on and off all year. He had that injury, so yeah. I, I mean I, I guess that's what some of that's all about. But that's another thing too. But I, yeah, he's he's I mean he's like I mean you got on the Indian side you've got Lindor and Ramirez, and on on the Astros you got Correa and Altuve. Right, right. I mean those are I mean you know Bregman's had a great year, but I mean True. those are their right like two MVPs on each team. Oh, of course, and well I can't forget about Springer though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. True. Uh, because he has that leadoff spot, and he's so. I mean, if he's if he's getting on base right away or something yeah. crazy, watch out. Like yeah. that's. Um, I also think Gaddis, who's had health issues this year, 
he helps so much at times. Is he first baseman? Um, no, he's a DH. Oh, okay. Um, uh, but you know, it, we'll we'll see. We'll see how Gaddis is doing. I mean, you can go. You, I mean, you can go. Yeah, through. but this is this is a depth. Like this is a depth that we're talking about. Yeah, both. Like, I mean, both teams. Right. I mean, the Indians right. have Encarnacion as their DH. Right, uh, and who, he, he can hit bombs. Yeah, Alonso's had a great year at first base. Alonso's had a great year. We haven't even talked about uh, Michael Brantley, who's like Brantley, Mr. Yeah. Single. Like, oh, yeah. The dude hits a single like every yeah. other And round. he's got about 20 home runs. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jan Gomes has had a resurgent year yeah. uh, offensively. What? I love Is that your dude? Gomer? Well, Lindor is my, oh. my man, but yeah. <laughs> Franklin? Lindor's. Lindor. I can't roll my R's. Lindor with a job. I can't roll my R's. All right. That's I can't do it. I was gonna I was uh, gonna I was gonna do it the way you say it, but I can't roll Lindor. my R's. No. Lindor. Lindor. I can't do that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyhow, so now before we you know before we close out and get to our predictions, yeah. I really want to discuss bullpen and the closers. Do um, we have to? I, I no, we do because last year. You can argue that the Astros won what the way they did just because their offense scored more runs than the other team, which sounds yeah. stupid because obviously, but li- no, literally, like right. if you look at the World Series, they won some games like thirteen to twelve, like yeah. fourteen, to, like so close, like, it would be like nine to ten, like right. stupid amounts of runs. They just hit that many more runs than right. the Dodgers did, which is a stupid way to win, but it worked. Uh, Generally, in the playoffs, you, you can't win like that, right? And Bet, so, pitching good pitching beats good hitting all the time. In and the so, they added some some pieces. Uh, the biggest surprise uh, was Osuna, uh, Roberto Osuna, the Mexican guy, um, and he's been lights out. Like he's just been phenomenal. Like yeah. no one can hit off him right now. So we'll see if he comes into the playoffs with that kind of aggressive. If he does, and if the rest of the bullpen and the rest of that that Houston has performs even decent i think they have the edge in that uh i think that's just not just being i'm not being biased i think houston has the, the edge in that yeah. however the playoffs are the playoffs and you just sure. don't know what you're gonna get yeah for sure but miller looks better i think well i'll, I'll say i'll say i mean i'll say this um the the indians bullpen is just unknown really because yeah. they have good way of putting it. they have three all-star closers in their bullpen but at times this year, like they've they've never had a time this year where all three of them have been right. Miller's had an injury riddled year. Like when he's pitched, he's been he's been fine, but he's been injury riddled. Uh, Allen's been up and down all year with with more downs than ups. Mm-hmm. Hand's probably been the most consistent guy, but he's only been with the Indians for a couple months. So, you know, it, I mean, it, if it if the stars align for the Indians bullpen. Um, well, it's I'll so weird because that, right that used to be their strength. If the stars oh, aren't yeah. for the Indians' bullpen, they you could be talking about a parade in about three weeks from now. Yeah, but that, I mean that's the thing is you don't know. Like I, I would I would say I would say right now it's trending more downwards than upwards. Like like for that because the Indians' bullpen this year has been. I mean there have been times where they've been good. Most of the time they've been bad. I mean the reason why the Indians' record is is what it is is because the bullpen's blown like ten right. to twelve games. Right. The Indians would be up there with like Houston, Houston with their record at, right at a hundred wins. They would have if, about the if same their, record they had a year ago. If mm-hmm. their yeah, if their bullpen was was good, right. but their bullpen's not like if you look at the Indians' run differential, it's right there with the like the Astros, and I think it's even. Yeah. I think it's uh, well, Houston has a, Houston is leading with run differential. I think it's better than Boston's yeah, run differential. 
But like I'm, I mean, but but they're but they're like ten games behind those teams as far as final record, and it's because the bullpen blew so many games yeah. early in the year. Yeah, so many games. Um, yeah, it's um, Cleveland's number five, so that's nothing to sneeze at. Yeah, yeah. plus one seventy in run differential. It's uh, hu- only yeah. Houston, Boston, LA, Los and Angeles, New and New York are higher than that. Which it's not a surprise that those are some of the best teams. But, right I now. mean, you look at the records. Teams like Milwaukee, Oakland, uh, Chicago Cubs, teams who didn't win as many games as the Indians have have run differentials that are 40, 60, even 70 yeah. Yeah. runs lower. So like so like for the Indians is it, you know, they would blow teams out or they would blow games late. Right. Right. So I yeah. I just I, think that this is going to the Indians have and the Ashes have traditionally battled pretty well though like they they match up well I think. Yeah. I know that's just that's just I was, I mean I I, w- I wish they would have played in the playoffs last year. Yeah, that, that well, it should have been that. Right, that should have been the ALCS. Right, but yeah, I I, 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 do think, and we can go through. Uh, we won't go through every single series, but you know, we'll give. That our, was a night of my life. I will yeah. never get back. Game five of last year's. Oh, that was series. So we'll, that, that was, was miserable. I watched it here. Yeah. That was so bad. We'll, um, you know, we'll give our World Series predictions here as as the playoffs are getting underway tonight and then tomorrow, yeah. um, but. Uh, I honestly think the World Series champions coming out of this series. I think I, I we've we both agreed on this. All yeah, three, I, of, all us three of us agree on, on that. that. I just think so. I just I, I just, just think they're the two best teams. Yeah, I really do. I yeah. people are talking about oh, the Yankees. Like get out of here. Yeah, Yankees don't have the pitching. No, they don't. And and and, and even and, and even though uh, the Indians lost to the Yankees last year in, in the ALDS, they their pitching made. Uh, uh, Aaron Judge looked foolish. I mean, he struck yeah. out a, well, like a record and, amount and, of times and, and in the people series. People were even like, well, they took Houston to seven games. I mean, okay, whatever. Houston also played uncharacteristically terrible. Yeah, like, the Yankees just got really hot, and that's the MLB playoffs are all about. I'll, 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 give it, I'll give it to them. Uh, Yankee Stadium is one of the most intimidating places yeah. to play yeah. if you're, if no you're in the playoffs. That no stadium doubt. gets so – I mean, it's just the sheer amount of people that are there. Well, and it's like you can hear the fans ta- like laughing oh, yeah. at you. Oh yeah, you screw up. Like you yeah. can, it's one of those stadiums where you just like, oh god, look what I did. Like, it's like yeah. Wrigley Field in that yeah. regard. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. it really is. So uh, let's let's go let's, around yeah, let's uh, go our, around the table here. Let's 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 go with our updated uh, predictions for the series. I think both of us last week had uh, both of us had it going five games, but I, I had the Indians, you had the Astros. I think it was last I have, week. I have changed my thoughts. Since yeah, want to go um, first, or you want me to go? Um, I'll start. I think okay. that the Indians win the opener easily. I think they just pound Verlander like they generally do. Ooh, pound him. Um, Astros come back to win game two, but um, it, I say the Indians win the two games in Cleveland. They win the series in four games. Okay. Interesting. That Bauer, would uh, Bauer pitches a shutout in game four. Uh, you would, given what happened last year, uh, well, and the year before. With the Indians getting eliminated on that progressive field both years, you would think there'd be a heightened sense of urgency to make sure that they win their games at home. Yeah, they so I do think don't want this to go to so to, I, to close out game for sure. So I, so I well, okay. I mean, I guess I'll give my prediction now too. Um, I think game one is the uh, most pivotal uh, part of the series. I think if the Indians win, I think they could end it in four. But ultimately, I do think that it's it's going back to uh, uh, it's going back to Houston and the Indians. Okay. But the Indians are going to win it in five. 
Okay. I actually, I actually predict that uh, this series, uh, the winners are going to alternate every single game. Mm. Okay. The Indians are going to win the odd games. The Astros are going to win the even games. That means both teams are going to win on the road, and the Indians will uh, win game five. I just, I just like the Kluber Verlander matchup for the Indians. I just think they're. I, Completely I think, agree. Yeah, I, I think I think Kluber. Um, I think he's Kluber again, and the Indians just have a really really good history against uh, Verlander. Interesting that you think they'll win with Clevenger on the mound, but not with Bauer. That is interesting. Yeah, I see. Well, to me, I think Game Four could be a game that the Indians blow with their bullpen. Uh, there's going to be one game where the Indians have a lead. And that's with Keuchel pitching Game Three. Sorry. Yeah. Just thought of that. Well, well, well Keuchel, he's, he's the biggest risk. Well, Keuchel's been Keuchel's uh, been. I mean, he's still. I mean, he still has an ERA under four, but. He struggled he's, for a lot of the year. He's been iffy. Yeah. I mean, he's got almost a four ERA. He, he used he, to be. The he ace. was their ace yeah. a couple years ago, yeah. but he, I mean, he's still a good pitcher, but he's not anymore. Clevenger's actually had a better year than Keuchel. Yeah. All right, for the Houston guy now. So. Yeah, uh, Houston in a sweep. He's in a sweep. No, I think Houston wins the first two games. Um, I think Game One's going to be a blowout on Houston's side. I think Berlander will get a couple of runs against him, but. I think they're going to win probably 5-6 to 1 or 6-2 or something like that. I think game 2 is going to be really tight. This one might go extra innings, but I think we're going to walk it off. I think game 3 is where the Indians win in a convincing route. Uh, They're going to hit all over Keiko, um, I'm afraid. Uh, I do think, however, Houston figures something out and they come back and they win game 4. I'm just not convinced, and I'm not trying to be funny and make a little dig, but I'm just not convinced that Cleveland can close out or can really put up, make progressive field a fortress. I just I haven't seen it, which is weird because it. it it's well, right. Like yeah, that, very convincing I, argument. I, well, I, I mean, just, I, I, I agree with that. Time and time again, and it's just weird, and I don't know what else to say. Like, I agree I, with that, and I think that that's my main reason why they're going to yeah. have to win in five because. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, again, I, again I, I do think they're going to win game three. Yeah, but I don't think I just you, I don't see how Houston is going to lose Game Four. I just don't. But uh, the Indians are uh, to me the Indians they're not going to like they're not going to be intimidated by like the stage like nothing no, not, I, like nothing nothing, yeah. nothing in the atmosphere in Houston is going to affect <laughs> no, them. I don't at think all. so. No. Um, you know, the strange thing is, Jordan, it, it, you're fair to bring up the criticism of the Indians in losing key games at home. I think it's important to remember that over the course of the last two postseasons, the Indians are actually seven and four at Progressive Field. No, they're they're, they're not bad. So it's not I, like they're just, they're under five hundred or something I, crazy like that. I I the Indians. Right. This is a weird comparison. The Indians remind. But me of, uh, three of those losses are potential closeout losses. Yeah. Yes. Two in the World Series and one last year in, in Game Five um, of the LDS. The Indian. This is a weird comparison, but I'm just going to do it anyways. The Indians kind of remind me of Tottenham, like. Uh, it's it, they're always so close, so 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 close. They have everything it takes to be champions multiple years in a row, and for some reason on the big stages they just they, they just lose, just just barely. Well, hey, Every you time. should be rooting for the Indians to win the World Series, then, because then it means Tottenham's going to win the Premier League. There you go. Uh, here's the thing: <laughs> if, if Indians do beat Houston, I'm a hundred percent supporting the Indians. I there's yeah. no other team I care. To, I, I hate every other team. And I'll be honest with you: if Houston. Uh, Beats the Indians, I won't watch the rest of the Major League Baseball playoffs. That's fair. 
the, the Tottenham <laughs> comparison is almost perfect because Tottenham was second in the EPL in 2016, oh, and, and and so were the Indians. Right. The next year after that, Tottenham was fourth, and the Indians were well fifth. If you yeah go by no, technically, that's, that's what I mean. And, and then you can even even go a step further and count the FA Cup games where they should have won. It made no sense why they're losing to these weak United and Chelsea teams. And that's the same thing with Cleveland. I don't I don't know how to explain it. It makes no sense. I don't. Under, I just. It does. It's just. It's. It's sports. Like yeah. I, I. I just. I hate anything, to be a Debbie any, Downer. To anything can happen. I hate to be that person. But until I see it, this is how I treat Tottenham now. Until I see them win, I'm always going into every big game. I'm like, you're not gonna win. Right. Not you're to. Not yeah, well, win. yeah, and like, it's against your team. Right. Right. Not. Well, that's true. That adds another layer too. Yeah. I mean, I, I do see the power of, of Houston, and I think everyone's kind of shooing them under the rug because Yankees Red Sox. Like, oh my god. Thank goodness the Cubs lost. That's all. I well, have I think to that say. I mean it, it. You know, we're we're all talking and we're all in agreement that uh, you know we think that the two best teams in, in this year's playoffs are playing each other and starting tomorrow right. at two o'clock. And, and the winner of the series is going to I win the World Series. Win the World Series. I don't see how any of those I, I, NL teams are. Going I agree to beat with. Either I, team. I agree with you. you. I mean, can you really? Do you really think the Dodgers are going to beat no. either Houston it, or the World or Series Cleveland? champion is not coming out of the, the NL? There is no way the Dodgers. The, the Cleveland will. Literally, I can't even imagine the runs they're going to hit off of LA if they play them. Yeah, like, well, their true. Pitching I, is just a joke. I sometimes. actually think the top four teams in the playoffs are all from the American League. Yeah, there's not one team that would put above any of the teams in the AL. I'm more scared. I'll be the honest. The only team I could even consider doing that is Milwaukee, and that's just because they're of how well, well they're, they're playing down the stretch. Super right. hot right now. I mean, I mean the Dodgers, Braves, and uh, Rockies are not even close. And I and, and you bring up the Brewers. I, I think we're all in agreement that that's who's coming out of the NL. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I that's what I predicted. Do you want here? Do you want to wrap up really quickly with our yeah. overall predictions? All right, I'll be real fast. Boston beats New York three to two. Houston beats Cleveland three to one. Milwaukee beats Colorado 3-1. L.A. sweeps Atlanta 3-0. Second round. Houston beats New York 4-2. Milwaukee beats L.A. 4-1. And then Houston beats Milwaukee 4-2. And they're the first team to win back-to-back since the Yankees in 98-99. Wouldn't that be 99-2000? Well... They actually went three, three in a row. It was 98-99-2000. But I mean, like, the first... That's the last time a team has even won back-to-back. It is pretty incredible that it's been that long since... The yeah, before that, it was, uh, well, it was the Yankees as well. But. Steve, you want to go over yours real quick? So, New York beats Boston 3-1. to one. Cleveland mm-hmm. is a 3-1 winner over Houston. Milwaukee beats Colorado 3-2. to two. I actually had Atlanta beating Los Angeles 3-0. Oh, nothing. Okay. Um, I Atlanta's be way behind in Game 1 right now, well, so yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's going to happen, but... Uh, Going on, Cleveland will beat the Yankees. They will get revenge for last year's division series, four to two. Mm-hmm. Milwaukee will beat Atlanta, four to three, and then Cleveland will take out Milwaukee, four to two, and win the World Series. Yeah, I could see that. That, by the way, that is a World Series that the national TV people will hate. Oh, no, of course. I don't want to see that. Which is why I want small teams winning. Right. Yeah, I want that so bad. Um, so just to just to round out, uh, I have New York over Boston three to one. I I think Bugas or Boston's Fugazi. I I really do. I don't think their pitching is good enough. I think they're in the and pit- round. pressure of having the best record. I yeah. The Indians felt the Indians fell to it last year. I just yeah. Team with the best record often doesn't Always do it in baseball. Right. Um, I have the Indians like we said. I I had the Indians over the over the uh, at I almost said Rockies. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, Indians over the Astros, uh, three to two. I wish we could play the Rockies first. Yeah, well, <laughs> we should have. <laughs> we should have played them in the World Series in 07. We oh, would have swept not, them. That's oh not, yeah. That's not about anyway, uh, Milwaukee over. Uh, I have Milwaukee over the Rockies, uh, three to one. Okay. 
I have the Dodgers over Atlanta, three to one. Uh, Steve, I don't know where you're coming from with this Atlanta over the Dodgers. I just think you hate the Dodgers, and that's why. Uh, Atlanta's Atlanta's the baby Braves. I don't think they're ready for the playoffs yet. Um, and then uh, in the in the uh, LCS uh, matchups, I've got the Indians, like Steve said, um, avenging last year's ALDS uh, by winning this year to clinch the pennant. Four to, I got the Indians winning in five. Uh, I have Milwaukee over the Dodgers in six. And then I have uh, what might be one of the greatest World Series of all time from a actual gameplay standpoint, Indians over Milwaukee in uh, seven games. The Indians clinching the World Series in the big beer can up there in Milwaukee. Okay. If you want to get a feel for how some of us feel about the National League, one of our classmates from Strongsville High School, Matt Sanders, says that the Indians will... Smack wings! <laughs> he says the Indians will win Game 5 in Minute Maid Park. They will then win Game 7 at Fenway to clinch the AL title. And then they will sweep the Brewers. Yeah, he. I don't know what he's smoking. Yeah, I don't know about that. Milwaukee's really good. <laughs> the weirdest thing is, I could see it happening. I, I can't see. see I, I can't. Milwaukee's I really can't good. I can't see Milwaukee getting swept in the yeah. World Series. So, uh, anyway. Even if it's just one game, I just can't see them getting swept. Yeah, so those are our picks. Uh, let us know what you guys think. Playoffs started tonight. Um, you guys you guys might be listening to this while the Indians and Astros game one's going on. Uh, yeah. Hit us up uh, what you think. We'll be, uh, we'll be live tweeting the game tomorrow uh, from our Twitter account uh, at... What is our social at LOTL podcast? <laughs> at I don't even the know. The LOTL podcast. Oh, that's right. At the LOTL podcast.com is our website. <laughs> What's well, I almost said I almost said at the LOTL podcast.com. Yeah. Which is a combination of everything. So at the LOTL podcast on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, we'll be, like you said, live tweeting about the game. Uh, hopefully, I'll be somewhere uh, watching it because I don't work tomorrow. So uh, we'll do that. But Steve, thanks for coming on again. And, thanks as uh, always, guys. Yeah, for sure. All right. So uh, yeah, Jimmy left. Thanks, guy. Appreciate it. So um, yeah, I think that's it. That does We're it. Done. We done. We done. All right. We went a little over uh, today, but we just Shit. had. We wanted to make sure we covered everything. So now I'm done. <laughs> All right, Brady Quinn. All right, so, uh, yeah, for Jimmy, who uh, left us early, uh, for Jordan, for Steve, I'm Dan, and this has been Living Off the Land, and we will catch you guys next week. Thanks for checking in.